And and gentlemen, I the next question that comes up um, is on the end times. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a small question, uh, but it, it, absolutely, <laughs> you can prophesy all all that you like. Um, when, when but you have to Jesus go. Is coming back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then you write a book on it, and oh, then the, the, the about that the, is he's light. <laughs> the, the, the the date comes to pass, and then you have to write another book correcting the first book, and then you predict another date. So anyway, guys, this question is, uh, he says, as a believer, how much should I focus on the end times? I ask this because there are many Bible teachers and ministries out there who seem to be hyper-focused on the end times or a rapture or a soon escape from our troubles. They seem to have very little teaching and wisdom on how to live and plan for the future today as believers. It seems to be short-sighted. Am I right on this or am I wrong? So we'll start with Preston on this one. Uh, you're absolutely right. And let me say very definitively, uh, the prayer, Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. I mean, that's scripture and pray the prayer. But meanwhile, uh, you, your, your primary prayer is, but until you decide to come back, I trust you. And I determine to walk with you. And then you grit your teeth and you step out into the, into the cold, cruel world, knowing that you are uh, a person of light and that you are called to step into a dark place and you're there to represent your heavenly father. And if he comes back before noon, great. And if he doesn't, then at the end of the day, you'll be able to say, uh, I trusted you uh, today and I walked with you. Thank you. And would you help me get a good night's sleep? But to, to focus on the unknown means that you will live poorly today. Mm-hmm. Good word, Press. Um, you know, I always find it interesting when I find people that are so focused on the future. I, I try to remind them that God's name is not I will be. Uh, his name is I am. Mm. And, and when you're so busy looking at the future, you miss the I am. He yeah, is a present tense God. And Absolutely. you meet him in the present. And Absolutely. we've got some interesting scripture, you know, in the, in the epistle to Peter, Peter wrote to the others. Uh, he said, you know, what manner of people ought you be seeing as you know these things? So when we're given revelation of the future, it's not so much to prepare for the future as to change the way we live today. Uh, that's always the purpose of it. You know, Jesus said, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Uh, take care of today. And by the way, today has enough trouble of its own. And so that's where our focus is to be. Just like Press said, I would balance it with um, there are some people who have this kind of thinking. Uh, go rack up your credit card debt and leave it for the Antichrist. You know, this is <laughs> foolishness. Uh, and then you've got the people uh, who store up, store up, store up. And, you know, then if there, if there is such a thing as a rapture, uh, they're going to be leaving all that stored up stuff for, for the Antichrist. So both extremes. Uh, Paul told Timothy, I think one of the most practical things in life, let everything be done in moderation. 
You know, let everything be done in balance. And so scripture says, look at the ant in the book of Proverbs. He works hard. He stores up for winter. So we ought to be doing that. Uh, but not to the exclusion of uh, how we live today. You know, it, it's interesting. I find that a lot of people, uh, and it's a danger for all of us, is we can trust in what we stored up instead of the God who provided us the ability to store up. Uh, you know, in that passage in 1 Timothy, uh, you know, God says he gives richly all things to enjoy, uh, but don't trust in those riches. We trust in him. And so we don't want to trust in that stored up bank account. So uh, again, it all comes back to balance and, you know, learn about the future, understand that God's coming back, but that's only so you can live today a radically different life where you're trusting in the God who wants to be your life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to add another piece here to my thoughts on this as well, Tony and Frank. Uh, there is, tr it is true that there is a lot in Scripture about uh, God being our peace and being our refuge and being our rock and, you know, etc. But there's also a lot in Scripture about uh, uh, the idea of being engaged in an adventure with our mm -hmm. Heavenly Father. Uh, something where we are trusting Him and He's our life and uh, there are great stakes uh, to be had and so forth. And there are people, you know, falling to the left and falling to the right. And yet, you know, we're in an arena and people are cheering for us and we're trusting him. And yet we're throwing off entanglements and, and so forth. So there's a, another element in scripture that is uh, aggressive and passionate, uh, almost a uh, ferocious, furious kind of a determination, mm -hmm. uh, a persevering kind of an idea uh, that's there. And in fact, I, while you were talking, Frank, I wasn't paying attention to you. I was trying to find this verse in the Bible. That happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it says here in uh, Matthew chapter 11, it says that the uh, kingdom of heaven uh, suffers violence or has come with violence and violent men take it by force. Uh, and it's not talking about, you know, fisticuffs kind of an idea, but it's talking about a, um, uh, a very passionate approach to the Christian life because if you think about it, the gospel is a very radical thing. Uh, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's transformative. Uh, it's violent in the sense that, that who you are is killed and a brand new person is raised up and there's life and there's energy and so forth. And so, you know, when I look, look at my news feeds each morning, I say, oh, my gosh, what in the world is going on here? And, oh, my, couldn't we just go back, you know, a few years when everything was a little more placid or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, do I wish that things were, were different? Yeah, but there's nothing you can do about that. Nothing I can do about that except to say, okay, Lord Jesus, uh, let's get on with it. And I'm trusting you as my life. 
and boom. One of these days, and I don't, you know, who knows exactly what one of these days will look like, but one of these days, I'd like to think that when everything is said and done and I show up at the pearly gates and I'm met there, uh, Father God and our older brother Jesus and the Holy Spirit are going to say, let's reminisce a little bit about the great adventure we had during your days on earth. And those days right now are very tangible. Um, so I think we live passionately and trust that the Holy Spirit will do that through us. That, that's a good word, Press. Can I add one thought to this? Uh, Please. Thought, Only if it's positive and affirming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> you know, that... that I think you read in that question, of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought I heard something like, you know, getting us out of here. Yes. In, in that, did, was that in the question? Yeah. yeah. An, an escape from an the, escape. The, the current conditions, an escape. A, a, yeah. A, a sudden a, a snatching away. So we're focused on the, uh, the rapture or the second coming, and, and we forget how to live today. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, I hear people saying uh, they look at our world and on the heels of what you just said, Press, you wake up and you look in the morning and, oh, my goodness, there were 10 murders in, in the city of Dallas uh, in Fort Worth. And, you know, if you really understood what the Bible says, you should be marveling that there weren't 100 uh, it's the other way around. We we have a restrainer who's holding back evil. And then Christians make this statement, uh, the return of Christ is the only hope the world has. Uh, no, that's, that's grossly mistaken. Uh, the return of Christ, it's all over for the world. <laughs> the only hope they have is the light of the church right now. And that's why we're here. You know, I, I think... Um, yeah. You know, sometimes we're, we're proclaiming the gospel that we're supposed to have this ethereal float through the world. And Jesus said, you're going to have tribulation. And, and we forget Paul's words. Suffer hardship as a good soldier. Yeah. Well, who are soldiers? They're people who are in a war. Uh, you know, we, we've got a very tainted perspective, I think, mm -hmm. of what this Christian journey is really all about. We're ambassadors of a foreign kingdom. And uh, we should anticipate the trouble. And, Absolutely. Uh, we should also you know, anticipate gets, that our Heavenly Father will train us for where we are, too, you know? That's right. And equip us. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And and there's nothing passive about this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, and one of my favorite things I like to tell people is, you know, they'll say, well, well, you know, Jesus promised to feed the birds of the air. I say, yeah, but he doesn't drop it in their nest. <laughs> No, they got to go out and get it. And, and that's, that's our, our journey. Uh, you know, we take the step in faith that he's going to supply as we take the step. But we got to take the step. So, yeah. Well, guys, and, and just if I may add into this, it may or may not relate. But, uh, it, it, you know, I, I look at the book of Hebrews. It tells us that we're, in essence, exiles, right? This is a temporary place. But you look at Jeremiah 29 and somewhere around verse 7, it says, and this was speaking to the exiles, right, um, that were exiled from Israel. Uh, and Jeremiah was writing this letter to them. He said, seek the prosperity of the city to which I have sent you as exiles. 
Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for if it prospers, you too will prosper. And when I read passages like this, guys, and correct me if I'm wrong here, it tells us to be active in society as the church. It tells us to uh, to, to go into politics, to be great artists, be great performers, whatever you do, work at it as unto the Lord, but be active in society. And I think that we as the church, we shudder away from that and we're just waiting on the rapture and we get nothing done as the church. Am I off base there? No, you're right on the base. Yeah, no. Yeah, boy. Uh, and you know, if I can take this opportunity to be a little bit of a pistol, uh, which, you know, is kind of fun to be sometimes. Uh, what a lot of people would say to you at that point, Tony, is, well, that's Old Testament. Uh, you, we can't do that with something like that. Or they like to quote the other part in Jeremiah. You know, I know the plans that I have for you, and they're good. Hang in, you know. Uh, no, that's a, that's a principle that's repeated, by the way, in the New Testament. You know, put your light on a hill and shine. Live. Uh, let them see the radical life that's in you. So... Good point, Tony. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I totally concur.